fans falling off roofs, chasing referees and fights in the Black Country Derby, English football heritage. Evening, Tate. Evening, Jack Crow. Yes, mate, all good, all good. Nice weekend? Yeah, yeah, it was alright. It was pretty quiet for myself, but yeah, you know, it was um, all good. Yeah, it all started off on the, the Friday night, didn't it? Yes. Man City came to town. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty disappointing game, but um, no, yeah, still enjoyed the night and day and whatever else. It was good. Yeah, that's good, good weekend too. for yourself? Yeah, it was good. Quite one, quite one Friday night in. Then Saturday night went for a nice curry that you recommended. Yep. Seven Elephants, shout yep. out in, in Chelmsford. If you listen. We're Down New London Road, is that where that yes, place is called? Yes, the courtyard and all yeah. that. Yeah. No, very nice, very nice. But um, we are back with another episode, episode 81, and it is just Jack and I tonight. Yep. No Dave Kitson. No, certainly not. He didn't want the follow up. But, yeah. but no, thank you very much, Dave, for coming on and everyone that has shared that and yep. given us feedback on it and enjoyed that one. And it's on YouTube and all the other platforms as usual. And we ourselves really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Right? And we'll talk about that later on in the mm-hmm. show. Obviously, we'll start off our teaser teaser first thing coming up and then we'll go on to the breaking news about Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool. Moving on to like a talk about Spurs Man, Spurs Man City on Friday night. We'll touch on the Ipswich game and the FA Cup and West Brom Wolves. Between it, Jack and I will have a little review of the Dave Kitson episode, like what the things we liked and what with the feedback we've had came back from that. We'll do our weekly prediction. Me and Jack are going to play a little game of Who Am I? And then we'll end with our winners and losers. But, as usual, let's all start on the teaser. And Liverpool and Chelsea both secured their place in the Carabao Cup this past week and face each other on Wednesday night at Anfield. Can you name eight players to have played for both clubs in the Premier League? Okay. I have a list of 14, so I thought eight... A little bit above halfway. (coughs) But whilst talking about Liverpool, let's start with the big news that came on Friday morning. Mm. Jurgen Klopp will be leaving Liverpool at the end of the season after nine years. I did not see that coming. Anyone did, really. And yeah, that was yeah, I was just surprised. I was shocked, really. Oh yeah, just he said himself, didn't he? He said, I think he said in in the interview or press conference that. You're better to leave slightly earlier than overstay your welcome, and that is an absolute fair and valid point. And it, and it does usually end quite sour with managers and when they leave and whatever else. But yeah, that was a shock, shock for me. That for sure. Did you know where you were when you found the news? You was just at work. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. I remember I was on. I was literally. I'll be maybe a bit too too, too much information. <laughs> I was on the toilet, um, doing number two, <laughs> on the work phone scrolling. And then just scrolling through the old Daily Mail gossip gossip channel, <laughs> <laughs> and then up popped pinged Jurgen Klopp mm. is leaving Liverpool. I thought, nah, mate, it's having me on it, having me on it. Mm. Went back to my desk on the on the, on the computer, had a little quick look, and I said, Jesus, it's everywhere. Yeah. So it completely caught me off guard. <clears throat> but like you said, sometimes it is potentially better to leave at the top of your game. Mm. And not it might sound cliche, but not many things really surprise me in football now. Mm. But that was one. I'd say, yeah, that him leaving or when Pep leaves or if Pep leaves, that those two will be the... That is the biggest thing, I think. Um, yeah, he was about eight and a half years or the end of this season, it'll be nine seasons, I think, mm. nine years. Um, arrived in 2015 when that season finished. They finished eighth. They were tenth at one point. 
Um, and then after that first season, he didn't finish lower than fifth. Mm. So, yeah, this it's probably a bit might sound ridiculous, but you think when you think of Liverpool, you think of Gerard Shankly, you think of the miracle in Istanbul, and you like Klopp now is yeah in that same conversation really I think and especially mm. for Liverpool fans oh definitely and I was actually chatting about it with a bloke at work today and it's how how do you um, what's the word I'm looking for like quantify his achievement at Liverpool mm. and it's more than just trophies because his trophies have been good mm. but if I'm being really cynical and I hate to say this but he's won one Premier League and one Champions League in mm. nine years obviously he's won uh, domestic cups and that although he has he has got to three Champions League finals He's had a 99-point season and a 98-point season, I think. Mm. And not won the league with either of them too. That, that, that's just the beast we're up against mm. with Man City and the whole league we're up against. You have to you have to classify those seasons as successes. Yeah, just no, You just have to. Yeah, spending, if you compare and that it, to any our clubs, for example, yeah. we Man United in the last seven, eight years. Like, yeah, they're... Yeah, he's been he's been incredible. I, d- I dislike him always moaning and complaining, and, and but... The thing you can say that if it's your club, if it's Liverpool, and you, he's your manager, then you, yeah, you have nothing to, nothing bad to say about him at all. I remember when he took over from Brendan Rodgers, and they were all a bit fed up. Brendan Rodgers, he'd say he'd take them as far as he could. Mm. They had the class, they had the um, infamous Gerrard slip season, mm. where they probably should have won the league. They never really got over the line, but Klopp's taken them to that level. We took him to, you think he took them to a Europa League final, and then maybe a Carlin Cup final they lost to City or whatever and then they went to the Champions League final lost it originally to Real Madrid and the Gareth Bale goal mm-hmm. and then they went on to the Champions League final to beat yourselves mm-hmm. and then the the lockdown season they they walked they walked the Premier League yeah. they absolutely they, they won it by 20 or points first league title in 30 years but in them seasons they did have the, the historic battles with Man City mm-hmm. when they finished was it 99 points and lost one game all season and didn't yeah, win sorry. the league. I think they won the league. They yeah, ninety seven points and they didn't win it. It's just yeah, outrageous. Yeah, mm. won the Super Cup, Club World Cup. He's won everything. Won, he? he's, yeah, yeah, he's won six trophies, major trophies, domestic competitions, whatever. And yeah, he's and this season it could end potentially with four trophies. Really, he's mm. still in every competition. Mm. Obviously, still well within the um, the race for the title for the league. They could obviously win the Europa League as well. So yeah, it could end in a in a brilliant way for them mm. and football goes around in cycles really you have I remember Fergie had a, a, the early the, sort of the late 90s into the early 2000s and then they, they didn't win the league for three years and everyone was like is Fergie going to leave and they then rebuilt uh, Chelsea came up with Mourinho's first Chelsea and then they when he left they then had to rebuild again mm. Arsenal have tried to rebuild since 2004 <laughs> and are, are still trying, trying they, they, they rebuilt in a Let's play Barca light football and had small players, but that never really came to fruition much. Even looking at your club, when you had your peak was the Champions League final of that mm. that whole young team together. Yeah, that was yeah. that never got the added um, financial input it needed, and then that dispersed and then came to where we are now. With mm. you've gone through other cycles, and this Liverpool team looked like last season. They had a rubbish season last year. There's no two ways about it. Mm. Was that the end of the cycle? Was were these players then coming to the off, they come to their peak and then they left because obviously Firmino had a poor season, Mane was sold, the front three is now dispersed and you've got Diaz there, you've got um, Nunes and Salah's still there, but next season, I think Van Dijk will start off being thirty two, thirty three, same as yeah, Salah. He's come out and said he's 
be sort of 50-50 on what's going to mm. happen in the future when Klopp leaves. So, yeah, but I think the... I thought that this season there was obviously a rebuild after last season, like you said, the players that mm. were going and new players coming in. And it he has, and it looks like he sort of set them up with the... Inter- well, in, from my view, that I thought, oh, he's going to carry them on for for how long, but maybe he's... Yeah, he's un- under the impression that he was going to do this and then he's got to a point where he goes, right, I'm quite happy with what's happening. It's my time to leave and maybe that's what he's come... He's obviously the decision that he's come to, but... Yeah, I think he clearly wants to leave him in a good place, like you said. Mm. He didn't want to leave him... I mean, they they finished fifth in the end last season, mm. but well, for most of it... That's a bit of a dig, but like Ferguson left United with... Ferguson was brilliant and he had that side and they were brilliant, but then as soon as he was gone, they were left... You actually saw the team like, oh, they're actually awful. Like, what? Yeah. What have we got here? That's but the classic argument yeah. that you would you could have till the whatever the sign is. You could have till the cows come home. Did Ferguson leave him in a good position or a mm. bad position? His argument will always be, I left him at champions by like fifteen points. I think they won it by. And then the counter argument is, yeah, but it was an aging team yeah, with saw new the players. players. Yeah, they were, and they that were was up there. He got that. He squeezed every last bit mm. of them. But that's what a top manager does. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And the club, I think, is. Probably halfway through, or started the re- like a year or two into it with the like I said the younger players, different players that you probably weren't quite sure of, and yeah, this season they're proving proving their worth, and yeah, just I was surprised really. I just yeah couldn't. I think at Liverpool, I think of Klopp. You don't, I don't know, you just don't associate anything else with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, their their search begins, I suppose. Yeah, so the, like you said, the search begins. Possible candidates. I've got. 10 candidates here and all their odds and I'm going to say them in, in mm. ranking of favourites on this is on Skybet Jabby Lonzo at white favourite Roberto Di Zerbi Pep Linders I think he's currently the assistant there isn't he at Liverpool, Liverpool yeah, yeah. U- Julian Nagelsmann Ange Postacoglu mm. uh, Ruben Amaron I think he's the uh, sporting uh, manager Thomas oh. Frank Stevie G oh. <laughs> Unai Emery and Xavi. Mm. I mean, I think you can discount a large proportion of them. Yeah. I think the top three, I wouldn't even say there's a top three, I think it's a top two. So I think it's between Alonso or maybe De Zerbi. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of hype or noise around Alonso at the minute, obviously, because he's doing brilliant with, brilliantly with Leverkusen. But again, I don't know enough. I'm not going to pretend mm. he's, a, he's this and that. I don't know. But yeah, an old player stepped into management doing well this season in, in the Bundesliga so yeah they might he plays a not a similar style but seems to play attacking football He's a, I think he's a different character to Klopp I don't think I don't think you can replicate Klopp in mm. any way in, in whatever you do um, but yeah you've seen it with many other clubs even Liverpool themselves after someone who's done so well it's, it's finding that right person and and trying to continue it and totally and not and trying to avoid totally dropping off and yeah I think that's it a very difficult it's a very difficult decision but the Zerbi I don't know not sure he's been thrown around a, a few times hasn't he because of his first season but then this season mm. with Europe they've slightly dropped off it's yeah I think he's one for maybe Man United might look at I can picture yeah. him at Man United more than I can at Liverpool I think he's been yeah he's, he's always thrown in the hat now isn't he because of he's new and he's mm. obviously younger and every so-called big club that's that's looking that he's supposedly linked with City as well I'm not sure, but yeah, I think, I think like I said, Alonso, Deserby, positive shouts of Thomas Frank could be. Thomas a Frank would be. A I think we all all quite a brave, brave. That choice. would be a brave one. Yeah. I think Alonso not necessarily safe, but it's not. 
I wouldn't associate Lon. I know it might sound silly because he's not as experienced, but Alonso seems as being an ex-player seems a safer option than Thomas Frank. Yeah, I don't know. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know sort of mean where I'm coming from there? Yeah, no, I get it, and probably, yeah, Alonso maybe on paper would be. I'd, it sounds stupid. I don't think Frank. Personally, I wouldn't. If I was Liverpool, I would not be looking at Thomas Frank. Yeah, no, me too. I would, because I can base it off Spurs of one example, but. You know, Espero Santo when he got thrown into Spurs, that jump was just too big for him, and he was just a terrible, <laughs> terrible manager. And I think mm. that's it could be quite a similar situation with Thomas Frank. He's he's built up Brentford and got them to the Premier League, and they're they're punching well above their weight. I just think the jump to Liverpool would be astronomical for someone like him. Which <coughs> is also a bit of tongue in cheek. Why I um, tweeted Jamie Carragher <laughs> on Friday. Obviously, he came out and is very, very complimentary in the past months about the third best manager in the Premier League, Unai Emery. So surely, it's un- yeah, it's surely if one of the top two have gone, surely your first choice and only choice mm. is to get the third best manager in the league. But um, no response. No response. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but mm. that that to me is always my argument when everyone says, "Oh, he's a great manager." Blah 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 mm. blah. You have him then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the side of the road banging his Emery. If he's drive. that good, you take him at your yeah. club and you let me know in six <laughs> months that he's not yeah. the third best. But you, no, you're right though. And you know that They wouldn't be happy no, with him. If Kerry was on telly tonight, he would not be saying Emery at all. He'd be avoiding them at all costs and never would be the same and whoever else. So, yeah, I just think... I think Alonso will be built up in the media and the big choice, but I not feel like they shouldn't go for him, but... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be right. Let's go straight for Alonso. I'd, I'm sure they're yeah well aware, and they're probably well aware of the situation with Klopp. They were, mm. I'm pretty sure they weren't didn't wake up Friday morning, but like, oh, we need to get a new manager. I, I yeah. think they'd be they'd be well aware of what's going on. I think <coughs> the Nagelsmann link potentially has some legs. I know he's currently the manager of mm. Germany, and the Euros are in Germany this mm. uh, uh, this summer. So and his contract is the end of the Euros as well. Yeah, so he's only a short term. So may, maybe he's. I think he's more suited to club football than he is um, national football. Still a young manager, so could put his stamp on it. But has had a bad experience at Bayern. But I don't think that necessarily writes him off entirely because yeah, a lot of the young managers have yeah. had bad experiences yeah. at Bayern. I think Bayern is is, is yeah. It's just quite difficult. It's like what do they consider success? It's similar to a PSG situation that mm. if they don't win the Champions League, it's not you're going to get sacked. So. Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, Nagelsmann probably, maybe I don't, on paper again, I'd, I'd, I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, like you said, just Klopp going is massive, and I hope, I hope they fail miserably for the coming seasons. So, mo- touching on that point, does this give Liverpool a boost slash motivation kick to go on and win it all this season? Like you said, they're all in, they're in four, still in their four competitions. They've lost one game in the league, and that was away at Spurs with nine men, and we all know what happened that game. Round five of the FA Cup after breezing past Norwich mm-hmm. and got a home draw to Watford or Southampton, depending who wins that. So you would imagine they'll go through that, then they'll be in the quarterfinals. They're in the final of the League Cup and they're also in the next round of the Europa League, which is the round of 16, 16 I yeah. believe it is. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. They have got a good... Massive chance. Uh, massive chance really of winning it, a yeah. couple of trophies to go yeah. out. And, high. and he's, they said in the, he said in his press conference after... It doesn't matter if I win all four or if I win none. I'm, I'm still leaving. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's why I said he. They've, it's a very realistic chance they could win all four. Um, and it would. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if they 
win win the double in domestic double maybe FA Cup and the League Cup mm. and City beat them to the league and they don't don't go far enough in Europa League but yeah I think I think could yeah could quite end that way with Klopp going out of at least two trophies and and is that I don't know yeah I just think yeah whoever's whoever's the next person in in um, in the Liverpool Liverpool job is going to be very very difficult got big boots to fill yeah. and like you mentioned earlier Fergie. They're going, no, no matter what happens this season, he's they're following a great mm. and a great at the top of his game. Mm. It wasn't not so much when obviously when Wenger left, it was still probably added pressure that he was the only one there. But we were crap. Yeah, we that's were. true. You're right because but when Wenger left, he was much older. It was and he was wanted there. to go out. There yeah, was and Ferguson similar way. He's much older. Mm. That he once he left, that was the end of Ferguson. He wasn't going to manage again and Klopp. Is yeah, he could, he could, uh, he won't be, but he could be the manager of Mad City. He could go to be mm. Germany's manager. He could, yeah, he could, he could have stayed Liverpool for ten years and no one would have batted an eyelid. But yeah, you're right, he's he is very much on top of his game. I think he did something <laughs> similar at Dortmund, didn't he? he? Left after about eight, nine years, mm. just randomly left and mm. said like, enough's enough. And that was his reason, wasn't it? He ran out of energy. And as much as I know you're not his biggest fan, but you do, you can tell he puts 110 percent effort into it, and it yeah, means a lot as a manager. He's for Liverpool and for your team, he'd be perfect. He's he's become Liverpool. It's a bit cliche, but yeah, and I can't stand him. And he's moaning, complaining, but yeah, he is. He's in. He's everything encapsulated in Liverpool and and what they are for the last yeah eight nine years. So, mm. and they've got Chelsea next on Wednesday, like a touch one of the teaser, and then Arsenal away on Sunday. Mm. So the interesting about tonight's podcast is obviously we're recapping a bit of the, the news and the FA Cup games. But the time we next speak to you guys, in a week's time, there'll have been 20 Premier League games mm. of football. So Liverpool Liverpool would have played with Chelsea and Arsenal. And lots can go on in that in that time period. So um, it's a very interesting interesting yeah. time of the season. Window would have and the transfer window, yeah, you said. Mm. Yeah, busy, busy week ahead. Right, moving on to later on that Friday, Spurs took on Manchester City in the FA Cup. Um, you were there with your yep. brother and Jake. Yep, took Jake panel. Both been on the podcast, haven't they? Both guests <laughs> of the podcast. Um, yeah, there was a lot of us there. Met some of the other lads, and it was a yeah, a very excited. People were looking forward to the game. Um, early start, wasn't it? Yeah, we finished the job we had very early, so it was, yeah, it was a nice early <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> early afternoon for an eight pm kickoff, but yeah, it was built up perfectly, and everyone, like I said, everyone was very very excited. But yeah, ended on a. Yes, yeah, so I've got a few questions. Obviously, positive pre-match. You've got, you've got his very good record against City at the London, Stad- at the London Stadium. <laughs> the um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, shall I say. Five wins on the bounce. Yeah. No goals conceded. Yep. Thought I saw Man City's lineup and I thought, mm. okay, it's still a good team, but mm. it's not. Exactly what we said. We said it was, a, it was almost the best opportunity we had to beat them in a cup. It was at home. It wasn't. If it was a semi-finals or final at Wembley, we lose. That's done. It's forgotten about. But yeah, it's at home. We had we didn't have a, sh- a full strength side, but we had players slowly coming back. Yes, Madison started on the bench, but we weren't sure if he was going to start. We knew Harlan wasn't going to play. We had a suspicion that Edison wasn't going to start. You never know. Pep, he might have turned up and played some rogue player out yeah, of position. Rico Lewis holding what. midfielder. Yeah, so we thought, oh, maybe there's a... If there wasn't going to be a chance to beat him, then we could do it tonight, but... And like yes, yeah, the record, the record itself, five losses. Just Thoughts on your lineup? I think it's as good as it can be, really. 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think he could have done much else. Mm. Um, obviously, yes, the midfield if we had Salah and Basuma and other options, but yeah, I was we were hoping Madison would start, but obviously just come back from injury, so you understand and yeah, that sort of perspective to it, and maybe he could have come on earlier, but yeah, I think the the team itself you couldn't couldn't complain with it. So Man City started well and they scored after about, was that, about five minutes. Yeah, and it got it got got disallowed by it was it was offside, but yeah, yeah. They were one of the marginal VAR call. Uh, yeah. were, the line actually gave it straight away, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, thought like a half a shoe was off. Mm. Yeah. And that sort of seemed to be the the rhythm of the first half as Man City just piling on the pressure. And you don't think you had a shot in the first half, did you? No, we had one shot all, all game. So yeah, yeah, it was rubbish. What do you think that was? Just run out of energy or just we, no, lack of just ideas? Just you, yeah, you're, yeah. although Man City had a. I'm going to say slightly changed team. Obviously, it's still very good. Mm. I think you also had players out, and that probably yeah, maybe was maybe we didn't have our strongest side, but we they were just far. You could just tell they were, they were just far far better, and they just kept us kept us at arm's length. We felt like we couldn't even get out of a half. People watched the game and said we did okay, but it must have been an awful game to watch as a neutral. But yeah, we we did okay. We kept the ball. We were trying to get out, but then when it was going forward, we just looked lost. And there were, again, people were saying there was lots of runs Werner made, and didn't hear that could have helped us if people were looking up and finding him. But yeah, we just looked like we were struggling to get out of our own half, and they just penned us in, and they weren't battering us in the goal. But yeah, they just looked class above. Foden looked very good. Rodri was brilliant again. Yeah, we just they are just the best team in the world for for a good reason, really. Mm. And they had chances. Um, obviously, Oscar Bob was ruled off offside. Vicaro made a good save from Bernardo Silva. De Bruyne missed a golden opportunity when your mate yes. gave Pierre. the gave the yeah. ball away. Um, I think Foden nipped him, passed him, and slipped it through to De Bruyne. Who hit it with so much power. Yeah, smashed I think he got a nick, but they obviously gave a goal kick. Smashed the yeah. advertising hoarding. And then moving on, like you were in the 88th minute. Obviously, frustration, but. You could have you could have got a you could have got a replay out of it whether you want a replay or not is another question. Thoughts on the goal? Any are you disgruntled there? Do you uh, think VAR should look at it or do you think keeper should do a bit better? Or do you think the keeper should be helped by uh, a defender? Maybe a bit of both. At the time, I didn't almost didn't really care. It was just oh, here we go. But it is a foul. I'm not going to. It is a foul. It's been given as a foul in the Liverpool Man City game. It's it's a free kick on the goalie whether you agree with that or not. But yeah, those exact situations have been given all season, but you thought, oh, Friday night, we'll just forget it and we won't give it. But, yeah, it was, I think, yeah, it's just a free kick and that's as simple as that. But, yeah, they scored and it was fully deserved. Um, I think we would have got spanked in the <laughs> replay anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the only other thing was Walker on, I don't know if you saw Walker's tackle on a dogie. Yeah. That wasn't, again, it's been given as a red card the whole season. His foot was probably ankle level, if not higher. If you freeze frame it like they have done in the past in this season, it's a red card all day, but nothing given. But yeah, that was it. <laughs> I mean, we had like I said, we had one shot home in the FA Cup, so yeah, we can't really, can't really have much to be disgruntled about. Yes, yeah, it's slightly frustrating. Obviously, I can sense your frustration with the. Again, it's the hardest draw to get, but you didn't really lay a glove on them. No, yeah, so no, it's a bit like I said, we did. Yeah, those exact words. We just didn't. And it's it like we did like we touched Palace last week. It's a forty-one game season for Spurs. Yeah, yeah. It's just a yeah. It was exactly like we didn't lay a glove. We didn't. We're at home in the cup. 
all right, we we might lose three nil, but at least look like you're having a go and try and score. But I don't know. Obviously, they were trying. Like I thought, some players were very good. Romero was very good. Van der Ven had a good game. Adogi was good again, but everything in front of them just wasn't wasn't working. Johnson was just not involved at all. Richarlison was running and trying, but against the Man City, they just gobble him up. That sort mm. of player, they just go, yeah, thanks very much. If it's Son who's clever and making clever runs and very good, like very skillful player can run in behind, then it's a different game. But and that's why I think Werner was working well, but no one was at that point and could actually see what he was doing. But yeah, we just weren't very good. We just it's a very very poor game from Tottenham. Um, you mentioned James Madison was back. Did he get minutes? He came on about the seventy-second. Yes, yeah, about twenty twenty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah so and it's good to see him back, but. But then he come on and they they played Skip and Hoiberg behind him and he was really far forward. It was just uh, it's fine. Like he's obviously coming back and yeah. he's you can't it. ask for a much tougher game to no. come back to. Yeah, exactly. And you yeah, you just chase the shadows. So mm. yeah, it was a shame. It was a shame. I mean, even when City aren't at the, you you see Rodri play there and they you know they're a sort of tip when he plays. Yeah, he got, they, that was that stat. He hasn't lost. I can't remember the last game he looked going football goals, but the four games he hasn't played the season lost every single yeah. one. And the Pep said now we're in the second half of the season. And we are starting to play games where if you lose, you lose competitions. He knows and the team are fully aware of the situation and the part of the season they're in. And he just felt that felt like that sort of point. So it wasn't I wasn't like sitting there like, Oh my god, Man City are unbelievable but you could just tell their levels above and they're mm. fully in control of what's happening. And yeah, I just think it's bad news for other teams that just think they are they are here and they're gonna show everyone how good they are, they're gonna win the league, they're gonna win whatever they wanna win. So I yeah, I just think just yeah, very, very good. <coughs> and Nathan Ake scored the winner in the FA Cup fourth round against a North London club for the second year of the trial. He did, yeah. I saw that stat. Knocked Arsenal out last week, last week, last year, and um, <coughs> did the same when he knocked Spurs out. Right, <coughs> should we move on to a brief little chat on two, two uh, standout games from the, from the FA Cup? Yes. So the two games we're going to talk about are... Ipswich Town versus Maidenstone. I mean, is it Maidenstone United? Maidstone. Maidstone. Maidstone United. Yeah. And the the black the black country derby, Wall, uh, West Brom <coughs> versus Wolves. So we'll start with the early kickoff on Saturday, and it was on. I wasn't really too sure what to expect. Ipswich apparently made some changes. Admittedly, I know very little about both teams involved. So yeah, I'd, yeah, I couldn't. My tell analysis you. and expertise will not be at the forefront here. No. But national like national league south side made so United pulled off one of the great FA Cup shocks to knock out Championship high flyers Ipswich Town at Portman Road. I mean, it could have been three nil in the first ten minutes. Yeah, I didn't like I said I, uh, I didn't watch it either. But ninety eight places between the two sides, so. Goalkeeper, ex-Brazilian under twenty, I think he was. I don't know. Really, I don't have his name. Yeah, yeah. I saw Gavin Hoyt was playing for Maidstone. Yeah, Gavin Hoyt, <laughs> ex-Arsenal. He's already played one game. One game, but his brother played a couple of seasons. Is that Justin? Justin Hoyt. Oh, yeah. okay. Who I then, thought. Who then went on to um, Cholton? I think he was at. Did he played for Borough, maybe. Borough, yeah. I thought when I saw Gavin Hoyt, I thought it was that that fellow. He's young. He is younger. Yeah, okay. Younger. Um. But yeah, the goalkeeper was in outstanding form. And you need to ride your luck. If you're going to be a non-league yeah. team, to beat a championship team who are second, third in the table, you're going to have to have some luck. And yeah. they absolutely deserved it. Great counter-attack. And it was Lamar. What a finish that is, yeah, by what the way. A joke. What dink. a brilliant... A yeah. Weak foot dink. Yeah, it was yeah classic counter from a corner. And 
Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant little chip. And then um, I don't have the name of the the player that scored the Ipswich goal. He's on loan from Lamramento, isn't he? Uh, Sarmiento, yeah, from Brighton, from I think. Brighton, yeah. yeah. Paul Womack in the second half before um, that Sam Corn strike struck stroked home yeah. the uh, the winner midway through the second half. Yeah, Bedlam in the way and went at sixty six yeah. minute. And <laughs> you mentioned Bedlam. I think that's an understatement. That was the first goal, though. Yeah. That was the first goal when he... Full-grown men falling yeah. off roofs, <laughs> that was sliding down. That's the real reason we're talking about, we're talking about this game. But there's a, there's a couple of stats. I want, there's four stats I want to reel off. <clears> and <throat> any football fan knows, if you win this way, in hindsight, I don't think, personally, that's the best way to win. Yeah, you can go away and you can win 3-0 and play flash football mm. and play Barca football and play, like, Brazil. But... If you can, if you can basically picture how you're going to win and you're guaranteed to win it, as the away team, there's no better way to win than this. Home team, 78 possession. Your team, away team, 22 shots, 38 shots, two <laughs> shots on target, 13 shots on target, two mm. corners, 11 corners, zero. <laughs> Mason didn't get a corner. Oh my. Two shots, two goals. Yeah, let's go home. That's that's how you no, win. That's how you snatch and grab, and they are win. Like, yeah, you said that. I think you said earlier, but Ipswich made ten changes, but their side, their whole squad is should be more than good enough to <laughs> to deal with a national league south side at home as well. Um, yeah, they, they had plenty of experience. I think that Luco played. He's probably played made a hundred over mm-hmm. a couple of hundred, three four hundred um, professional appearances, but. There was yeah, a, a close, years. close contender for Loot of the Week was nearly Amari Hutchinson and Amari Hutchinson's brother. <laughs> so this is very niche Twitter, Arsenal Twitter, basically. When Arsenal got knocked out to... Basically, I'll go back to the beginning. Amari Hutchinson was an Arsenal Youth Academy player mm. up until last season. Then went to Chelsea because if you're not getting chances at Arsenal, the really yeah. logical thing is to go <laughs> to Chelsea when they sign every single winger and under the sun. To get a chance, so he went to Chelsea. Obviously, didn't get a chance. Now on loan at Ipswich, he put a tweet out two weeks ago. Whenever it was, Arsenal lost to Liverpool in the FA Cup, and he basically put, "See, this is why my brother left Arsenal. The manager never gives any youth a chance." So, Amari Hutchinson playing. He's one of the ten changers anyway. Against non-league Maidenstow, shipped at halftime. We weren't good enough. <laughs> he got taken off. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Where's no, your that was a it was a bad day for Ipswich. Wasn't bad it? day, but they didn't actually play that badly. Like thirty-eight shots, eleven corners, thirteen on target. Yeah, it was a, it the Kubi classic, po- classic yeah. away FA Cup. The magic, all yeah. the cliches under the yes. sun. And you need things you love to see yeah, as well. You, you need the luck, and then, like you said, thirty-eight shots. What what more could Ipswich mm. do? Yes, they could score, obviously, but yeah, they made so and had everything everything for them. But I think the iconic moment was the first goal in the yeah. The video's just that's been flying around and that, that fan <laughs> just tumbled from the upper tier, fell on someone's head or a couple of people's heads and yeah, I don't think I don't think you could write it. That was Jack that was, was planning on doing that when we went to Hull, but yeah, didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't quite get the win. Um but that was brilliant, wasn't it? The videos you get the one perspective from the home section and you have the video basically right yeah, on top POV. of the guy, yeah. <laughs> No, so it's so funny, so good, so good. No, brilliant. And credit to George Elikobi, who's done a fantastic job there. Mm-hmm. The only shame is yesterday's draw, and they were in the final four balls to be drawn out, and it was Maidstone, Sheffield Wednesday slash Coventry, Man City or Luton, and 
They could have got a Premier League club. They could have got City. <laughs> yeah, City would have been the, the one. Even Luton would have been good. But you you saw the sort of... Yeah. Oh. The reaction, I thought the reaction was pretty rough, to be fair. But I also understand because they were built up and they wanted Man City. But yeah, Chev- I mean, Sheffield wins their way would be brilliant. Mm. Um, and probably they might fancy themselves, maybe, maybe not against Coventry away, but Chevy mm. Wednesday are struggling. They they might fancy a little another cup upset, but yeah, George Elakobi doing a wonderful job. Mm. And moving from George Elakobi to one of his former clubs, so he did want it in the jaw. What's he calling the Golden Palace, isn't he? What Elakobi? Yeah, he's calling Wolves the Golden. He wants he, he, oh, he, he wants Wolves. He keeps saying Wolves. He, he said it I when he got know. through to the. Th- he was like, I want Wolves. I oh, want Wolves. Right. No, I didn't know. Don't know. Um, <laughs> West Brom versus Wolves, the Black Country Derby. Wow. Yes. <clears throat> I don't think a lot of people realise or understood the rivalry or because and I don't I mean this without being disrespectful wherever they're too reasonably small you know they're not it's not a world publicised derby like you've got your Merseyside your North London's your Manchester it's not one that's yeah, be not a pretty derby shall I say no it is, it is and also the fact that we've waited nearly 12 years for it to be played with fans it yeah. was in. It was in the prem. Back they played in twenty twenty. But obviously but no fans. COVID? Yeah, ah, I see. Because uh, yeah, I said the last game was at the Hawthorns between the two. Was in twenty twenty one, and it mm. ended one all. But like you said, that's obviously and the whole issue. I don't know if you there. saw the drama that happened. It might be last season when the under twenty ones played each other. There was a pitch yeah. invasion of fights. There was yeah. There was a big old, yeah, big old thing then. But I see. All right. And then the Wolves have not won at West Brom since ninety six. Yes. And there's yeah. been eleven games since that game. And yesterday was the twelfth game. <coughs> yeah, the first yeah. win at the Hawthorns since 1996. And this is one of those games, I feel, but where the class between Championship and Premier League is yeah. quite evident. And if West Brom are going to have to have a chance, they need to score first. Yeah. The first goal killed it, really, because Wolves are playing nice football mm. and they had a couple of chances on the counter-attack, West Brom. But when you've got a player like Pedro Neto mm. with the top clubs looking at him, mm. he showed what he can do. That's exactly what I've got. I've said Wolves are a better side throughout, but and that, that now they are... A Accomplished Premier League side, um, Gary Neal's did a very, very good job. But yeah, like I said, Neto look, being looked at the best clubs, probably forty, fifty million pounds, and Wolves aren't even what they're mid-table, low to mid-table, whatever it is. And yeah, West Brom are competing in the Championship, and they're yeah, obviously well off, well off where Wolves are at the minute. It's probably hard for them to take, but yeah, you just saw the difference in in quality. I mean, you've got a player like Nelson Semedo. I don't think many Premier Prim League fans would even like bat an eye like that, mm. really. But he's played in Barcelona for a few years, countless games in Europe and things like that. And then you've got a player like Mateus Kuna, who Jim actually said it to me the other day. I said, what sort of guilty pleasure player have you got <laughs> that you would like to <laughs> sign, but like it's never going to happen? He was yeah, like, yeah. Mateus Kuna. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he's got everything, yeah. but also ends up nothing. Like If you yeah. put it all together, put the whole package together, he'd be like R9. <laughs> but he's got... Everything but everything. The yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like yeah. he does some things. We just yeah. think your a player of your ability should not do that. Mm. But he's played in played for Athletic Madrid. Played in the Madrid derby. Yeah. He's played for Brazil against Argentina. Mm. He played in high level games, and it was a great. Once he scored, it was a good goal. He took it very well. Mm. If you asked him two years ago who are West Brom, he wouldn't have no, not a clue. Yeah. But then he's yeah. there giving it all, tapping yeah, the yeah, badge yeah. in front of the baggies. And yeah. yeah, like circling the whole place, saying it's walls and all the rest. Yeah, it was good. A very good celebration. And that goal then led to the scenes of crowd disorder. Yeah. Um, that halted play for 38 minutes. Um, it's not nice to see, but it's also 
I've, yeah. There was a lot of drama made about it. Yeah, I can't stand the, the commentator. I mean, I understand the guy in the studio, the main guy with Roy Keane, whoever it was, but so he, he just gets told to say the, the typical jargon. He hasn't got a choice, but yeah, Sam Matterface, my God, just he just it shows you that someone, I'm not saying fighting is good and all the violence is that's, it's bad, but that just shows you Sam Matterface is so out of touch with what's going on. He's, he gets probably taxied, stays in a nice hotel, gets a nice lunch and dinner at the football. Yes, he commentates, but yeah, he's clueless. He's never been at the, a pub at 11am for a 5 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday and warming up to mm. playing your rivals. And, all this. and again, the violence, yes, they don't condone the violence, but yeah, they're just clueless, absolutely clueless. One thing I want to say, it's an 11.45 kickoff on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean that says it all. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they've tried what their game best. on earth kicks yeah. off at eleven forty-five? Yeah, they've, they've, they've tried their best and they've, they've still failed. Like, eleven forty-five won't stop a forty-five-year-old bloke from Wolverhampton having a beer at eight a.m. with his yeah. Cheerios. Like, if you've waited twelve years, so you're gonna yeah. wait. You don't you're care. Yeah, you're gonna you kick off at six a.m. Yeah, the pubs, the pubs are still be open. They, they could have gone to the extent they did for Newcastle Sunday. That was that's probably what they should have done, but. Like go to a ground and you meet, get buses, you have to show your ticket, all the rest of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, I don't condone the violence, but yeah, just the the comments from Sam Matterface. Yeah, mm. without being, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but that, this is proper English heritage. Yeah. Two, two, cu- two teams from the Midlands play each other. They haven't played each other in twelve years, and they'll all go to watch them. They'll be they'll be happy as pie. Yeah, they'll all be mates. <laughs> and that's this. They live for that. Wolves fans, West Brom fans. That's their life. Their life is mm. West Brom. Their life is Wolverhampton. That's the same. It goes for. The whole area goes for most teams, but Birmingham, that's their life. Aston Villa, mm. Leicester, whoever else, that is, they live to go to the football, and many other clubs are like it. But, like you said, that game has not happened for years, and it was, yeah, like you said, West Brom were basically rubbish on the pitch. So, right, how can we, <laughs> how can we cause a problem and and stir some stuff on on this day? And yeah, they it boiled over. Yeah, the game was halted for thirty eight minutes. It came back and. No, nothing happened. We no, Wolves had a, uh, the the chance, a couple of subs, but yeah, that was that was. But Wolves, they look they look pretty good. They're into the fifth round. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a nice home draw. I think I don't know who they've got. I, sh- I should have done my homework on that, but yeah, I'm not sure. There's plenty. Of dra- there's loads of draws Friday, mm-hmm. wasn't there? So Gary O'Neill has done a outstanding job there. I tell you that they're good, for, yeah, for good someone side. that didn't really fancy him. I well, I had had my hold my hands up. I did not fancy him at all beginning mm-hmm. of the season. I actually had him in my bottom three, but. How I how I am wrong, and yeah, it's, good. it's good to see because they they play some good stuff. Yeah, and they're they're very good at home. They they get some very good results against the big teams. So, yeah, Wolves are a decent side. Right, let's have a quick little chat about Super Striker Dave Kitson. Kitson. Wow, brilliant <laughs> one. <laughs> so um, we messaged Dave <coughs> a while back, and it well, not a while back, probably beginning of the month and early couple of weeks in, in January, yeah. um, two and fourth. And then we managed to get the recording done two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. And then we obviously, um, Josh was kind enough to edit it all up for us and put the package on it and get it ready for last week. And we just mm-hmm. thank you for him. Thank you, Josh, for, for doing all that. Yeah. And thank you for everyone who shared it, given us good comments on it and left reviews. And I think we've got over 100 listens or views over all the all the pl- mm-hmm. platforms it's on. And that helped us push into the top 20 on um sports news on yep. Apple Podcasts. So again, thank you everyone listened to it and shows your support. He had some good stories though, didn't he, other Dave? Yeah, it was good. It was yeah, I quite enjoyed that one. It was yeah, I didn't I didn't know what I'd never know what to expect when we get mm. get the guests on and whatever else, but 
yeah, very very well spoken and yeah, um, yeah, like I said, he had some good stories and again, you don't realise the people that he's played with or against and what he's done is you think oh Dave Kitson like, oh, and whatever, but yeah, he's he's played at the highest level so. Yeah, no, it's cool. Very yeah, cool. with the highest blood, like he said, and when he stories about Luka Modric and Paul Scholes, because yeah. he was a, a so he was a Premier League player, and he was like, but then there are Premier League players, yeah, yeah, there's players above yeah. players, and you don't yeah, realise yeah. till you play against them, you think, Jesus Christ, yeah. these are good. Yeah, no, it was cool. It was cool. A few little promotion stories, and then his stuff with Portsmouth, Sheffield United, Oxford. It's all sort of links together, and you see players like Michael Appleton just lost his job at. Oxford, Oxford. He lost a job at uh, Cholton. Yeah, Cholton. Recently. In the week, and then it all links back to oh, yeah, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave knows he knew him. that. <laughs> he knew that he's rubbish. Um, but yeah, no, no, it's really, and hopefully we get uh, we get someone else on yeah. in the short time because it was yeah. Uh, we always enjoy doing them, and we enjoy the the support we get. Back yeah, I think from doing the response, them, the response, gives yeah. and uh, yeah, people listen to it, and they yeah, it's cool. It's just yeah, it's good to show, yeah see people are interested, and they. Yeah, they enjoy it themselves, so yeah, it's always good. And we dropped a little teaser in the week, didn't we, that we might have some, we might, well, not that we would have him on, he was in our Who Am I, wasn't mm. he? So shout out, was it um, Aaron yeah. McLean got it again? Aaron McLean, yeah. And uh, your mate Matt. Matt. Yeah, Matt Derry, he's yeah. also very good. But so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll put one out for this week as well. We'll put one out for this week, but hopefully it will be a harder one. Well, like yeah, Dave Kitson was hard enough. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd, obviously we knew Dave Kitson, but. Yeah, if I said that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get it straight away. But yeah, I think we need to up the difficulty. Well, whilst we're on, who am I? Do you want to go first, or shall I? Shall I ping you across? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give you my one first. So, I've got four. Just same rules. So four teams in a row. Mm. I'll tell you if it's a loan or a permanent, which might help. But so, Swansea, Everton, Stoke on loan, Bristol City. Swansea, Stoke, Swansea, Everton, Stoke on loan, and Bristol City. Ashley Williams. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) bastard. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Well done. Very good. Ashley Williams. Uh, Centre back in here. Yeah. Right. (coughs) I've got two. Do you want one or do you want number one or number two? Number one. Okay. <coughs> Feyenoord, Celtic, Barcelona, Helsingborg, Manchester United. Henrik Larsson. Yes. Should we go for number two? Go on, number two. <coughs> Shakhtar Donetsk, Borussia Dortmund, Manchester United. Arsenal, Roma, Inter Milan. Mkhitaryan. Yeah, decent. Decent. It's decent. Decent. Tell him that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, good. Yeah, well done. Um, So we'll get one of those whacked on. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, finger one between us and get out there for the week. Right, prediction time, prediction time. It's my turn this week, isn't it? Yeah, what do we do? Do lead? Oh, we did the FA Cup, didn't we? We did FA Cup and we Leeds. did uh, Leeds Plymouth, which actually was a draw. So we're both horribly both wrong. Right, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. What games are on Saturday? Oh, Everton Spurs on a. God, that, that is a dross game. Dross Saturday day. Jesus. We got Everton away. Everton Spurs early kickoff. Brighton Palace, Fulham Burnley, Newcastle Luton, Sheffield United Villa. Oof. 
Oh, wow. Um, championship. We could go back. I don't think I'm going to go back to the championship, you know. Let's just check any other European leagues. Da, da, da. Yep, let's do championship. And we're going to go from your beloved hole to my Millwall. <laughs> hole versus Millwall. Saturday Ooh. afternoon, 3 o'clock. It's at the uh, KC, whatever yeah. it's called now. Hull at home to Millwall. I want to go 2-1 to Hull. 2-1. 0-1. no. <laughs> Up the wall. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, Hull been inconsistent. Senior for Liverpool job? <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. Right. Winners and losers. Shall I kick yeah, off my on. winner? You kick us off. <coughs> so my winner and loser sort of link but I'll give you a slight caveat take what I'm about to say with a pinch of salt <laughs> my winner of the week is Manchester United winger Anthony <laughs> <laughs> the Brazilian international <coughs> £90 million player had had zero goal contributions before this weekend however he was playing up against 16th place League 2 Newport County these classic away days can be hard evening game could have been quite cold there could have been a lively atmosphere so not it's sometimes could be the hardest place to play football Anthony but within the first five minutes he'd got an assist and in the second half he got the third goal ending a 31 game run without a goal so well done Anthony played really well and I've given you winner of the week, as I've also slated you on this podcast. But when you play well against tough opposition, I have to give you your credit. So well done, Anthony. Nice. He is my winner of the week. Nice. I've, I'm feeling, I know you lose of the week, but <laughs> my winner of the week um, are the fans and football in general. Like you said, the Maystone fan who fell off the top tier when they went 1-0 up. Maystone winning that game itself. The Port Vale fan who ran on the pitch and chased the ref down the tunnel. The violence at West Brom. Uh, the Sheffield Wednesday fan that snuck into Coventry Stadium the night before. An absolute chaotic weekend of football. Um, so, yeah, that one's for us. <laughs> for us. <laughs> <laughs> How good was that video, though, that he said when he snuck into the Coventry Stadium? Oh, just pint. having a pint of Guinness and uh, a dark, weird meat room. T- I just, yeah, it was going off. I don't know what happened this weekend, but, yeah, it was brilliant. It was Last brilliant. week of January and payday, I think. <laughs> yeah, true. I think <laughs> Everyone's dry jans so gone out the window. It's <laughs> so true. I think everyone just <laughs> lost their heads, but. Yeah, so the fans, winners, winners of the week. Um, my loser of the week links to Anthony and is Marcus Rashford. Oh, okay. It wasn't going to be... Oh, we going to say Anthony? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, um, you actually brought it up two weeks ago on the pod when Marcus Rashford was one-on-one with Pedro Porro, slipped one home, yeah. ran off, doing... The, you can't see because it's not video, but he's doing the mouthing chime yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot and... Keen gave him some backlash and whatnot, and he's basically saying, shut up, I just scored again. Mm. First goal, blah, 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 all that stuff. He hasn't played since. Obviously, there's been a little win at a break, and his first game back would have been against Newport County, but he reported ill after being caught in a nightclub in Belfast on Thursday night, reported ill Friday, didn't turn up to training or whatever. Imagine phoning up sick and you played for Man United. (laughs) 
<laughs> something is going wrong. Ten Hag was questioned on it quite strongly, and he kept reiterating back, it's an eternal matter, internal matter. Something's wrong there. Mm. What are you playing at, mate? Like, come on, you're 26, 17 years old. It stinks of the Jaden Sancho mm. situation where maybe they're both falling out of Ten Hag and he's just... I think Ten Hag's got a, one of them personalities that he seems to fall out quite a lot of people. Yeah, it must be quite an awkward character. But, <clears throat> oh, come on, mate, you scored 30 goals last season, your best season ever for Man United, you've got four this season. Something is wrong and he needs to sort himself out. Yeah. So, yeah, enough. that's what I've put for... He makes himself look like a tool for doing that silly chatty thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's out. Yeah, he's, Don't he's help yourself, dude. Yeah, he's, got, he's gone out in Belfast and can't make it into work, so... <laughs> Yeah. No, my loser of the week is slightly different. I've gone for Blackpool's Jordan Rhodes. I actually got sent a video from Andy, who's been a guest himself, Andy Bowden. But yeah, he was they were um Blackpool at home at league in League One and against Cholton at the weekend. Um and I think he's probably the miss of the season. He blocks that's it, the goalkeeper gets the ball, launches it long, but Jordan Rhodes is there to block it probably six yards out. And he's got the whole goal, the ball's falling to him and he can't score from six yards with no one in, in the way. Um, so yeah, terrible miss. I think they were either one nil up or it ended one all. So it might have been one all at the time. But yeah, terrible miss from Jordan Rhodes. Um, so lose a week. Yeah, I have seen it's that miss. Mr. Rhodes. It's quite it's bad, terrible. Yeah, it? it's awful. Right, to wrap up, the teaser. Oh, the teaser, yeah. Bloody Liverpool man. and Chelsea both secured their place in the Carabao Cup final this past week. And face each other on Wednesday night at Anfield. Can you name the eight players to have played for both clubs in the Premier League? Not the eight. Can you name eight? eight. Sorry. Okay. Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres. Liverpool's number nine. Yossi Benayoun. Yossi Benayoun. Real Moraes or Morales. Yes. I've always liked Real Morales. Yeah. Good I wanted player. Arsenal to sign him once. Yeah. Um... Now, Glenn Johnson. Glenn Johnson. That's four. Mm. Oh, it's quite difficult. Ah, <laughs> John. Um. There are some real obvious ones you've missed. People can be screaming at you. Joe Cole. Joe Cole, sorry, not Joe Cole. Joe Cole. Joe Cole, yep. Ah, oh, no, he's g I'm struggling there. Do you want a clue? Go on, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Two players currently play for each club. One player each side. <laughs> oh, Seller. Mo Seller. Yep. Bloody hell, yeah. Um. <clears throat> Two more. I'm trying to think who plays for Chelsea now. Mm. You're going to kick yourself. <laughs> <laughs> don't. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. 
There's two obvious ones, and I think the rest are borderline. I'm like, this is got English. Eng that, that just means nothing to me. <laughs> English. Oh my god, Sterling. Raheem yeah. Sterling. Bloody yeah, I've got there in the end. Still English? Yeah. Is he retired though? Retired, yeah. Striker. Dancing celebration. Oh, Daniel Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, yeah, D Studge. Yeah, I'm lost after that. The, the other ones. Clues or is it just a rogue name? Uh, Nicholas Anelka. Yeah. Uh, Fabio Barini. Ah, Barini, classic celebration. Uh, Victor Moses. Played for Liverpool. Yeah. Did he? Oh, cool. Oh, God, yeah, I would never. Um, he only played once for Chelsea, but Dominic Solanke. Yeah. And then Bowden Zenden. Oh, yeah. No, they're all names I know. Zenden. Yeah. Zenden th and Barini, classic. Suddenly. <laughs> 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 that's, that's why I didn't think of them. <laughs> but no, very good. Very good. Yeah, so you've got Yossi Benoyun, Joe Cole, Glenn Johnson, Raul Morellas, Mohamed Salah, Raheem Sterling, General Sturridge. And Fernando Torres. Right. That wraps it up. Yep. Very nicely. And yeah, before we leave, we'd just like to say thank you for everyone that supported in the past week. Obviously, we dropped two podcasts last week. So for those that listened to both or listened to one, dropped us a DM or a text and mm -hmm. gave us your thoughts and reviewed. I think we've got a couple more um, five stars on Spotify and on, Am and on um, Apple, shall I say. And if you want to drop a subscribe on the YouTube channel it all helps and you'll get links to when we do guests mm -hmm. and things like that we post our shorts on there Josh does really good shorts for us and edits some group funny videos for us so it's always good we always put stuff on there we'll put them on Instagram as well but like Jack always says if you've got a mate who hasn't listened or a family member just share it over there and it all helps us grow and it's good little good little thing we've got going here yeah I think. yeah and yeah, if you haven't already followed the Instagram as well, because like you said, the Who Am I's are on there and there's mm. random little videos and whatever that goes on. So, yeah, again, just to echo what Tate said and appreciate all the messages and people listening and whatever else. And mm. yeah, it's always, like we said, always good, always good when we get a special guest on, like Kitson or whatever else. It's always exciting. So, yep, thank you once again. Yeah, and we're 81 podcasts down. By the time we touch, you'll be 82, and there'll be 20 more games. So, mm. we shall see what has in store. Hopefully, at least one of us is smiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll, see. well, we shall see. Right, again, thank you very much for listening and stay loyal. Stay loyal.